Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast, and this is a 10-minute overview of the book of Jeremiah. It's been a little while since I've done one of these, and I'm excited to cover Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah gets its title from the writer, the human author, who begins this book with the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priest who were in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. So the book is titled after the man who wrote it, and Jeremiah recalls much of his own life, more so than probably any of the other prophets. He tells about his ministry and the reaction of those who hear him, He talks about how many times he was tested, and he shares much of his personal feelings. It's just a very personal book. His name, uh, excuse me, Jeremiah, actually means Jehovah throws. And I think that's in connection with the idea that, that God lays a foundation, God establishes, God appoints, and God sends, and that kind of thing. And Jeremiah's mission was to preach and to pluck up and to destroy and then to write, to plant, to build, to raise up and that kind of thing. And he mentions that in his uh, in his book. And he would do that, of course, with the Word of God. Now, there are seven other Jeremiahs that appear in Scripture. But the Jeremiah that wrote this book, Jeremiah the prophet, he's actually named at least like nine other times outside of his book in mostly the Old Testament books of Second Chronicles, Ezra, Daniel, and then one New Testament book, Matthew. The Old and New Testament, both, the Old and New Testaments both quote Jeremiah at least seven times. And that's interesting. And one of them is in the book of Daniel, where Daniel said that in the first year of his reign, he understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he, God, would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So that's speaking of the Babylonian captivity that Judah, the southern nation, was subject to. Now it says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 that he served as a priest and as a prophet and that he was the son of a priest named Hilkiah. But I do not think that this is to be confused with the high priest mentioned in 2 Kings 22, verse 8, that discovered the book of the law in the temple. That would be another one, another Hilkiah. It says that he was from the small village of Anathoth, and that's about three miles northeast of Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken, in Benjamin's inheritance of the land. And Jeremiah himself personally as an object lesson to the nation of Judah, was told to remain unmarried. Jeremiah 16, 1-4. So he was not a married man. He was assisted in his ministry and in his work as a prophet by a scribe named Baruch. I like that name, Baruch. And Jeremiah would dictate to him, and Baruch would write and copy, and so he would write for Jeremiah. And he had custody over the writings that were compiled from the prophet's messages. You might check out Jeremiah chapter 36, verses 4 and 32, and then Jeremiah chapter 45, verse 1. I know what you're thinking when I say Jeremiah, and you're going to hear a 10-minute overview of Jeremiah. When I think of Jeremiah, I think probably what you do. He is known 
as the weeping prophet, according to chapter 9, verse 1, 13, 17, and chapter 14, verse 17, because he lived a life of conflict. And the conflict came about because of his preaching and his predictions about the judgment that Judah would receive from the invading Babylonians. He was threatened. He was tried for his life. He was put in stocks. He was forced to flee from uh, uh, King Jehoiakim. He was publicly, publicly humiliated by a false prophet, and he was thrown into a pit, and perhaps more. But his mission and his ministry was directed mostly toward the people of the south, the people in Judah. But sometimes he would speak about other nations, the Gentile nations, when God directed him. He would appeal to the people of Judah to repent, to change their heart, to change their lives. And so by doing that, they would avoid God's judgment. And a key verse that teaches that is chapter 7. Chapter 7 teaches that concept. Uh, verse, well, the whole chapter, really. But uh, let's see here. I will give you verse number, um, let's see, chapter 7. I'm sorry for the delay here. I thought I had my finger on it, but I do not. Uh, verse. Let's just say verse 26, for example. He says, look, I, I called my people to repent over and over, yet they did not obey me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did worse than their fathers. Therefore, you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not obey you. You shall also call to them, but they will not answer you. So Jeremiah, no doubt, had a very difficult work. Once the invasion of the Babylonians was certain, after the nation refused to repent, though, Jeremiah would plead with the people not to resist the Babylonian captivity, to not resist the Babylonian conqueror. And he said that in order for them to, pre to prevent total destruction because God had told him that, Jeremiah chapter 27. And he even called on delegates of other nations to listen to his counsel and to submit to Babylon. That's Jeremiah chapter 27. And he predicted judgments from God. On other nations as well, chapter 25, verses 12 through 38, and chapters 46 through 51, toward the very end of the book. He prophesied and worked uh, during King um, Josiah's 13th year, according to chapter 1, verse 2, to beyond the fall of Jerusalem in, to Babylon in uh, 586 B.C. So from around 627 B.C. to 586 he preached and served and prophesied for a long time. Now, the background of this book, to appreciate Jeremiah, you're going to need to get into the books of 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles because the details of his times are portrayed in those books, particularly 2 Kings 19 and 2 Chronicles 19. And what his preaching did was it painted a picture of how sinful his people were and that God would invade... Uh, not God, but God would send, I should say, an invader. And he tells about how the city would be sieged and they would go through great calamities and even destruction. And so his message is that judgment is coming because the people are idolatrous and they will not repent. And he preached for a period of, like I said, about 40 years and they would not listen. That would be very disheartening. I can see where and why he would be a very very emotional person about this matter. 
the spiritual condition of the nation was just was just flagrant idol worship and they would not repent and so it hurt him no doubt hurt him greatly and he suffered because he taught the truth again the main theme is that judgment is coming to judah that's chapters 1 through 29 but then he speaks of future restoration in the messianic kingdom in chapter 23 and also chapters 30 through 33 and i think that's something that's very important to keep in mind as you look at the book. Now here's some other themes in the book you'll you'll learn about. You're going to learn about how God longed for the nation of Israel to be tender toward him because he loved them with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31:3. And you'll learn about Jeremiah's servant heart as a weeping prophet. Jeremiah 9:1, Jeremiah 14:17, and how the close intimate relationship that God had with Israel God wanted to continue to have, but their sin prevented it. And you'll learn about how God would provide for them. And he did provide for the remnant. Some say that Jeremiah, it appears, I say some say, you can tell from the very end of the book that he was um, commandeered to go to Egypt uh, and to run uh, from the Babylonian captivity. Let me give you a brief outline of the book. First, chapter 1 could be called the preparation of Jeremiah. Chapters 2 through 45, that's a lot of material, the proclamations to Judah. Uh, The third main idea, chapters 46 to 51, the proclamations of judgment on the nations, that's other than Judah. And then the fourth section of the book, chapter 52, the fall of Jerusalem, which includes the destruction of the city, the deportation of the Jews, and then the deliverance of uh, the king Jehoiachin in chapter 52, verses 31 to 34. I think what a, a child of God today will find about this book is that sin is so terrible, but yet, though days may be dark, God is with his faithful people, and God expects his faithful people to proclaim his word, even in dark times. And that's what we need to be learning, and that's what we need to be doing even today. Thank you for listening to the Aaron J. Dodson podcast. Even this 10-minute brief overview of Jeremiah, maybe I hope I said something that would appetite, uh, whet your appetite, rather, to go back in there and to take this outline I've given and write it in your Bible, study the book more, and consider it more. Uh, and I just really hope that you'll, you are getting something out of these 10-minute overviews and that God blesses you for listening. If you enjoy this, do me a great favor. Click like on whatever platform. Uh, give me a rating on Spotify or Podbean or wherever you're watching. And do me a big favor by sharing this material. God bless, and I will catch you next time.